0: Episode 27, Energetic Part 2, Intuition and Your Internal World. Elizabeth Hancock and welcome to part two of my three-part mini-series which is all about energetics for beginners. It started with part one last week where we looked at emotions and feelings because for me this is the first step in energetics. Learning to manage our emotions, not let them define us and working on your limiting beliefs is key and this week is all about our intuition and our internal world. Energetics is all about going inwards, going inside. And we start with emotions and feelings, which people perceive to be on the outside of us, and then we start to go inwards with our intuition. But it's something that so many of us are just not listening to, because we've been taught not to listen to it. And many of us don't even know it's there. However, I firmly believe that the reason why anxiety levels, depression, suicide rates are all going up is because we're just not aware of our internal world anymore. And our internal world is our energetic world. So what is intuition? Well no one knows a 100% what intuition is, but there are quite a few theories. Some people say it's the heart speaking, others say it's the subconscious mind connecting with us and speaking to us, and others say it's the energy field or quantum field, consciousness speaking to us. The energy field is the realm of thought, frequency, vibration, consciousness, and it's actually speaking to us all the time. But we can only access it, hear it, or tap into it with our internal world. And of course these days... How many of us are actually tapped into our internal world? In past episodes, I've talked about the field and how this is where we get our inspiration, our creativity and our ideas from. We download these from the energy field around us which we're tapped into 24-7. It's always talking to us, it's always switched on. There's a lot of information out there about the field these days, the quantum field, but if you want to read more about this from a very user-friendly stance then you can read Lynn McTaggart's book called Field. But I'm going to be talking more about the energy field and us and our interaction with it in part three, but for now let's rewind back to our intuition and our internal world. I feel mainstream science is to To put our intuition into the category of flesh and bone, but when you start to see us as energetic beings we are made of energy, so by default we are energetic beings, when you start to see us as more than flesh and bone, you start to realise and see that there's more to intuition than flesh and bone as well. So it's not the flesh part of our heart, it's not the flesh part of our subconscious mind, or the flesh part of our body. It's the energetic aspect of all of these things. For me, intuition is all of these parts. Every cell in our body has an energy field around it so trying to place intuition as something tangible or physical It's virtually impossible, which is why there's still no definitive answer on what intuition is. Yes, intuition is our subconscious mind, and you can feel this when you experience déjà vu. Yes, it could be another timeline, which we are remembering, but it could also be a pattern that our mind remembers as something else. Our subconscious mind sees the world as patterns, and is always looking for patterns in everything. For example, you buy a yellow car... And then you start to see yellow cars everywhere. This is also how manifesting works, via our articular activating system. The more we focus on something, the more we see it, the more we bring it into reality. But there's a quantum or energetic part of this too. And this can easily be summed up in the spiritual world with the law or the laws of the universe. So I won't go I won't go into that today. Equally, intuition could be the heart speaking to us. There has been a lot of research carried out on the heart over the past two, three decades, in particular the HeartMath Institute. In that time, two great discoveries have been made the heart has its own brain and number two the heart sends more messages to the mind than the mind sends to the heart. Now I find this interesting because it really asks the question which one is in in charge the mind or the heart? Well I think the fact that the heart sends more messages to the mind than the other way around means that the heart is in charge and if the heart is in charge then it's easy to see that the heart could be our intuition that little voice inside us always talking to us. The thing is is that the western world is a culture that doesn't value or prioritize the heart and we're all taught that the heart is coming from the heart speaking leading from the heart it's a sign of weakness that we should ignore our heart and people put heart in the same category as romantic love but the heart is far more than romantic love and it's certainly not weak it's a huge massive source of wisdom the heart is connected to the energy field around us, and the energy field is the entire universe. The subconscious mind is connected to the energy field as well, but we have little control over the subconscious mind. And most of the time, we don't really know what's going on in there or what it's broadcasting out. But I think that we all know that we can feel things from the heart. We can feel when we're leading from the heart. We just don't actually do it because we're not used to doing it. For me, I think the fact that the rates of depression, unhappiness, anxiety, and even suicide are going up is a sign that we're not leading from the right parts of our body, we're too much leading from the mind, and we're not enough leading from the heart. As you know from previous podcast episodes, I got myself back to happy from visualizing the happiest day of my life, my wedding day, and then feeling those feelings As many times as I possibly could over the course of the day. So, four or five times, I would just feel these warm, loving, grateful feelings, which I felt from the heart. And within three months, I woke up and I felt different. I no longer felt depressed. I know that I had changed myself from the inside out. But I didn't know how I'd done this. So, of course, then I went off and I started to research it. And now, as you know, I've written a book. But at the time, I really didn't understand what I had done at all. But I can now see that when we lead from the heart, this can change everything about our internal state. And when we change our internal state, we, we change our external state. Our world and the reality of the world around us has been created from our internal world. It's been created from our internal thoughts, emotions and feelings. And yet we all think it's the other way around. We all think that it's our external circumstances that dictate our emotions and feelings and thoughts. Leading from the heart doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat or you have to work for free, it doesn't mean any of those things. We will always have to manage ourselves and manage the people around us because we're humans and humans are messy. But when we lead from the heart, we feel happier, we feel less anxious, we feel like we're in charge. We feel like we know we're doing the right thing and we feel much more confident and more clear about where we're heading and why. Which is why I do feel that our intuition is the heart speaking, but it's the heart that's attached to the energy field around it. It's the energetic heart. It's the energetic field that is attached to the energy field around us. We all have this little voice inside us, but it speaks so softly that we can't even hear it. But when we go silent, we can hear it. The problem is that there's far too much distraction to be silent. And I can see from many of my clients that going silent for them means switching on their inner critic. If you're coming at all of this from your mind, the inner critic is always going to shout louder because it's that part of your mind that's trying to get you to take less risk, or keep you in your comfort zone. Listening to your heart involves being silent and switching off your mind, which is why meditation works so well, or mindfulness. And the more you practice this, the better you get at it. And as soon as you can start to hear your intuition, you can start to be guided by something that's totally, totally got your best interests at heart. The inner critic is the part of us that feeds us false stories. It's the part of us that tells us we're crap, we're not good enough, we're not doing it right, we need to be perfect, we need to pressure ourselves more. By the time you finish listening to your inner critic, you've barely got enough energy left to post a social media post, let alone put an entire marketing campaign together. So what do we do then? Get to know yourself, which is the same thing as getting to know your inner world, your inner self, because you need to understand which part of you is talking. Does the message leave you feeling empowered, motivated and brilliant? Or does it leave you feeling crap, demotivated and and unworthy? And there's your answer. The heart or intuitive self or even higher self, it wants the best for you, what's right for you, and isn't going to feed you low vibrational stuff. Your intuition knows what is right for you, and is always guiding you along the right path. But it's so quiet that you have to listen really hard to hear it. Just relaxing and slowing down is a good start because this switches your brainwaves to alpha and and that in itself switches off your analytical thinking mind. The heart is always guiding you but you need to be aware of that. Listening to your own wisdom and trusting yourself more is absolutely crucial. This is extremely hard to do in today's busy world, I know, but you must know that no one knows your answers. They can give you their answers, but these are their answers. And to a certain extent, these answers are their own intuition and higher mind guiding them along their path. These aren't your answers, which is why they won't work for you. The more you follow other people's ways of doing things, the worse you're going to feel. The more anxious the more negative or nervous because your intuition knows that this is not the right path for you and is trying to tell you. Emotions and feelings are messages. Hear the message and react accordingly. Then get back onto your path with meditation, self-awareness and self-reflection. Drown out the external world of distractions, bright shiny things and tune into your internal world. This is where your answers lie. And the more you start listening to your intuition, the less anxious, nervous, and depressed you will feel. You will feel more in control of your life, more confident about where you're heading. You'll know what your next steps are because you'll feel them. You'll feel them deep inside your heart or your body, and they'll really resonate with you. You can find your answers through journaling, Because when we write, we actually are hand links to the subconscious mind. So our thoughts and feelings, our true thoughts and feelings, come out and they pour onto the page in front of us. Using or trusting our intuition will improve your life and your business success. But it's hard to put enough emphasis on this. It really is crucial. Spend time every single day listening to yourself. Even if it's just for five minutes, just switch everything off. Put your phone down. Sit in silence for five to ten minutes and start to become aware of the vastness of your internal world which knows all of you and what is the right path for you and then trust it. This will, this is hard to begin with I know but the more you do it the better you'll get at it and you will start to trust yourself and trusting yourself really is key. You can't even manifest if you're not trusting yourself or trusting that things are working out in the way that they're meant to. You can't manifest if you don't know what you want. So it's absolutely crucial that you know what you want because knowing what you want is setting an intention and you can't do any of this without setting an intention. So again, it's important to sit down, spend time with yourself, journal to understand what you want or meditate to know what you want. And sometimes it is better and quicker and easier to work with a coach because what they can do is pull out all your limiting beliefs that are stopping you from seeing or understanding what what you really want. I think the main thing from today is that I'm trying to get across that your intuition or your heart are the things that are guiding you in the right direction for you. They're the things that are talking to you every single day, trying to tell you your path, trying trying to give you advice and guidance on where to go. And the more you spend time listening to that, the more confident and less anxious you're going to feel. So for me, whatever you think intuition is, I think when we start to see it as it's the energetic part of us which is linked to the energy field around us, which is filled with information, consciousness, thoughts, memories, ideas, creativity when we start to see this and we see that that we are actually linked to this energy field through our through our internal world then for me it makes an awful lot more sense because then we are being guided by the energy field or our energy field around us which is exactly how it should be okay well as you probably realize I could talk about this stuff for hours but i'm going to stop here i like to keep them short and sweet because i know that we're all busy and next week we're going to look at part 3 which is where we're going to be look looking more closely at the energy fields of others, and how we are entangling with them all the time. Okay, so if you have any questions, want to reach out to me, or ask me anything at all, then please do. And you can get through to me on elizabeth at elizabethhancock.com, and that's with Elizabeth spelt with an S, not a Z. And you can also reach out to me on social media on Elizabeth R. Hancock or Elizabeth Hancock, or my website, which is elizabethhancock.com, again with an S, not a Z. So I look forward to hearing from you. And in the meantime, have a great week, and I'll catch up with you next week.